Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 10 o'clock, people. Come on, get out of bed. I know it's still cold, but the Chiefs game today. It's playoffs. Pittsburgh Steelers are in town. You know, black and yellow, black and yellow. Chiefs. Two touchdown favorite in this game. A lot of Steelers fans in town. I, I was uh, out on the town last night oh, with yeah? some friends. And, Where'd uh, you go? P&L? Uh, no, we did not. We went to Cafe Trio. Good spot. The Fontaine Hotel. They got this like igloo thing there uh, up on the roof. Yeah, like an a bunch of igloos roof? there. It's pretty cool. Really? We went there and we, went to, to an we went to Parlor and uh, then we went to the Scarbox. You guys was, really made your rounds last yeah, night for we, what we, was crappy we took weather. A, we took a tour around the city and uh, yeah, it was the roads were trash in Kansas City. Because uh, they usually are when it snows. But, um, Were yeah. people out ready for this game? Yeah, it was a lot of people. We, we saw a lot of Steelers fans just walking around the city. I was like, dude, that's dangerous, bro. Like, that's dangerous. Kansas City's already dangerous. And then you're just walking around in Steelers gear? Like, bro. Like, like talk about taking your life into your own hands, man. Steelers fans travel well. I don't think it's going to be a... Remember Green Bay? It's not going to be. It's not going to be like it's not, uh, not gonna Green Bay two years ago. Two years ago, Minnesota those it's, back-to-back yeah, games. Like what it's the not hell gonna, happened it's there? It's not going to. Yeah, and I was I was at that Green Bay game in twenty. That was forty percent green. Maybe fifty percent green for me. Yeah, I was at the Green Bay game in twenty nineteen, and I was shocked at how many Green Bay because like it was the first time I'd seen Green Bay fans like. In person like that. Playoff tickets are more available, though, to the general public. Yeah. Than, than regular season, yeah. all the season ticket holders, because some of them won't get their playoff tickets also. So you yeah. would think that, like. It was, it was crazy looking at how many damn Packers fans were in Arrowhead for that game. Uh, even though it was like no. I mean, and it probably was it was probably because a lot of people sold their tickets because Mahomes didn't play in that game. But, yeah, I, I, I surely expect there to be a lot of Steelers fans at Arrowhead tonight. Even though it's a playoff game. We've talked about the Chiefs earlier on this year compared to what they are now. And Pittsburgh's kind of, Pittsburgh's a weird team, man. Because if you want to go all the way back to the beginning of a season ago, not this year, but the season before, remember they won their first, what was it, like eight or nine games. And they completely collapsed. And everybody was talking about Roethlisberger was done at that point. Mike Tomlin's job was on the line. I didn't think they had a snowball's chance in hell, appropriate because of the weather, to make the playoffs. I don't know about y'all. I thought they were like one of the seven, eight worst teams in football, largely because of their quarterback and largely because of how can you have any sort of confidence after a season like that? Credit to them for being able to kind of piece together with Elmer's glue a playoff season in a very difficult division, but it feels like this is the end. Yeah, I'm. They, this does not feel like a team. Like, this is a team that, 
only got in because of the expansion of the playoffs. And Precisely. They don't feel like a team that like, and not even just them, like even the Raiders didn't really feel like a playoff team. Like they felt like a team that made the playoffs, but they didn't feel like they were like a contender for a championship. Like you remember the 06 Kansas city chiefs, the ones who went nine and seven backed into the playoffs, went to Indy oh, faced off against team. the Colts. I was at that game. Yeah, they, they they faced off against the Colts in Indy, and, I mean, just, like, Ty Law had, like, three picks in that I game. And, he intercepted, and, and Peyton, I was sore, Peyton Manning tracked him Peyton down. Peyton was pissed. Thank Peyton you for tracked him down the pissed. open field, and I'm like, it ain't meant to be. Peyton was pissed. <laughs> Peyton was so mad because Ty Law picked him off three times. But Ty Law was the only good thing about the Chiefs that day. Like, Trent Green was trash. Larry Johnson didn't play well. My bad. And, what was your point? I'm sorry. And, I took but us like, off the tracks. But, like, it was, it was... Like, this Steelers team feels like that Chiefs team. Where, like, they feel like a team that just kind of, they backed into the playoffs. They needed a lot of help to get in, which they got. But they don't feel like a proper contender for a championship. They just that, feel like a team that You remember made that the team playoffs. got in, though? They needed, they, needed a lot of, they needed Cincy to win. Cincy to win. Jacksonville to win. Pittsburgh to lose. They needed Denver to, to lose, to lose. and that was the one where I think they were playing San Francisco, and it came down to like a yeah. game-winning kick at yeah. the very end. Because I remember I'm in Chicago watching this game with family, right? It's New Year's. It's on New Year's Eve. It's all coming back to me. And I'm on my hands and knees, right? My family, they're all Chicago Bears fans and everything. I'm on my hands and knees watching a random Denver versus, I think it was San Francisco I game. So. They yeah. all knew I was Chiefs fans. They're like, why is this weirdo praying for this to happen? Because everything else already worked out in their favor. And the Chiefs needed to win. And they had already won. Maybe the Chiefs played Jacksonville. I think they beat Jacksonville at the crib. Maybe. It was the last game Maybe. of the season. And they needed to win. And they needed all this ago. stuff to happen. But you're right. Like, that was a team that, yeah, they're in the playoffs, but everybody knows that it's like. We knew what was going to happen when they went to Indy. We knew we knew what was going to happen. And, and you the know, Chiefs did have a lead in that game for what they, it's worth. They did, but, you know, Peyton clapped them. So we, we know what happened. Doesn't that make Pittsburgh a more dangerous team because they're playing with house money, though? Like, mm-hmm. like on one side of the fence, I want to be with you guys and that's be like, like oh, this, people there's saying nothing it's to worry one, about. What's on the inside that counts? Right? Like, that's like, what you yeah. tell yourself. But, you know, like, oh, well, if you land the right punch, you know. They got a puncher's chance, but, like, let's be honest here. Here, man, Let, let's just be honest. I'm just They're trying to reel you guys in. I, I know you try to reel us in, and I respect that, man. I respect you if that. Happens. Did you guys I give mean, me a puberty just now? I go there. They're thirteen half point dog. I mean, I I respect your ability to try to to try to play the other side, and you know, bring some some uh, nuance to the conversation. Yes, but like, let's let's be honest here. This Steelers team is not a contender. They they know they're not a contender. No, they're not going to win was a the lot Super Bowl. Of, like there was like a lot of truth. Game. There was a lot of truth to what Ben Roethlisberger said. Maybe he was trying to be. Uh, he was but trying was, to be yeah. sarcastic with his. Oh, we don't have a chance. Ben knows they ain't got no damn chance. What you want unless to an act of God happens. We all know that, like you guys said, you guys think he's the bottom five quarterback. I think he's bottom ten semantics. We don't have to argue. He's old and he sucks and he's almost done. Yeah. We saw it happen on the field a few weeks ago. I don't know how Pittsburgh convinces themselves, their fan base internally in their locker room, that they've got a chance in this game. They haven't, right? I think if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you're just you're happy to have even made it to the dance, let alone winning a game. I mean, that's icing on the. I don't think they realistically think. Pittsburgh fans think they have a shot. I, you know, I don't 
don't know if that's true, though. I think because like, we've been seeing it all week. Like people in Pittsburgh have been trying to talk themselves into are an they, upset. Are they talking themselves into it? Yes. But not being real. Maybe they're not. Maybe they don't really believe it, but they're sure as hell trying to. They are trying to like we saw with Florio. Florio. Try, he's trying so hard to talk himself into believing. Has Pat the, ever the, lost a game like this? No. Has Andy in Kansas no. City ever lost a game like this? No, but well, like, so, okay. but like, they're like, hey, you know, you know, history's made to made to be broken. You know, streaks are made to be broken. Things like that. Like, like they are looking at it like this is my favorite team, and we made the playoffs, and the Chiefs look vulnerable because that's been the narrative about the Chiefs this year. They are vulnerable. So there's going to be a lot of people trying to talk themselves into an upset. And it's just something that we're going to have to, I mean, all day. Like if you watch, uh, if you're watching any of the pregame stuff, like we got on here now with, uh, with like NFL Sunday countdown and whatnot. And I got NFL network here on my iPad. Like people are going to try to talk themselves into this. Like, this is just like, you know, Steve Mariucci's on right now here on NFL network. And they're, they're talking about this game. And like, he's talking about Najee Harris. Like, they're going to try to talk people into believing that there could be an upset here. We saw it with the Bengals game, and it actually happened. But, like, people were trying to compare Joe Burrow to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it was more so the referees and Jamar Chase, but still, like, they tr- they're they trying to do that. that this Bengals, is going to be Bengals something game, that happens. That bang- the Bengals are just a much better team. Like, I think- Yeah, they are a much better team than the Steelers, but still, like, it's the narrative is, like, we're, tr- we're going to try to talk – the the people into believing that this could be a competitive game. How much is it because the Bengals did win that game? Because if the Bengals don't win that game, then the Chiefs come in white hot winners of what? It depends on how they, it depends on how they win. And the the Bengals had a lot of things go the right way. Yeah. I mean, they had a lot of things go right for them in order for them to win. Yeah. But like it's, I mean, we know how football but works, they and, and people good. are going like, to try to talk them themselves legit. into yeah. it. They're not, yeah. they're not this team don't that we're talking about. Them. Like the Bengals are legit. In fact, now that we've done the math and corrected ourselves, and know that Cincinnati has to go on the road <laughs> to take on Tennessee. Line was mad about that. Are who, who y'all got winning that game? Just out of curiosity. You know, and, and I, I really do feel like where there's any vulnerable home team in the divisional round. I, I really do believe it's the Titans. Oh yeah. Even with Derrick Henry, I still, cause I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. I just don't trust. Well, yeah. Him. And I, I think the Bengals style of play does not help the Titans case. I think that's just a bad we saw, matchup for the I mean, Titans. we saw Davis Mills go out there and just put a bunch of yards up, and he almost – they almost upset the the Titans in Week 18. And Tennessee needed right. to win to be the one seed. It's not like they were just messing around. They needed I, to win that they game. They needed to win. If they would have lost that game, they would have they would have had to play this weekend. They probably would have played this game because the Steelers. Like, they really needed to win. And and Davis Mills. Davis Mills, Davis Mills who's not a good quarterback. <laughs> He's not – Is Tennessee the least scary one seed in the history of one seeds in the playoffs? No. Uh, it's no, got to be mean, up there. I, I will say this. How could there be a – That Tennessee team in, what was it, 06? When they were like 13 and 3. Talking about Eddie George? And they had Matt – No, yeah, was Eddie on that team? No, it wasn't Eddie. I will not it let was, you say anything bad about it, Eddie They George. had Matt Hasselbeck as their starting quarterback. Like, that 06 team, that was not a scary one seed. Like, that – and they lost They lost to the Titans. I, not the, I mean, uh, the, the Colts in the divisional round, like 9 to 6. It was a terrible football game. But they they lost at home to the to the Colts, I think, in the divisional round. That was not a that was a terrible one. So the five teams in the AFC that are alive as we speak, we all got the one the most dangerous. 
Yeah. We got Buffalo yeah. 2. Buffalo 2. Yeah. Okay. And then we got Cincy 3. Cincy 3. And we got, got Tennessee Cincy 4 and three, Pittsburgh 5. Two. So we're all in yeah. agreement here. That, and that, and that just seems so incredibly disrespectful to the Titans. But like, I just. Hey, that's on them. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, I just don't. I feel or like. That's the, on us. The Titans are. T- and, and granted, they were able to win games without Derrick Henry for much of the year. They were able to win games without A.J. Brown for a good portion of the year and without Julio Jones for a good portion of the year. But they don't have a tough division. Their best competition in the division is is the Colts. Vrabel's also a hell of a coach. Vrabel's a I hell of a coach. Vrabel. He's a hell of a coach. Agreed. And, but like, and they 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 had a lot of talent, and they were missing a lot of that talent for good portions of the year. But they didn't have a tough schedule. And on top of that, um, I just I don't know how you can look like right now of the remaining AFC teams, like after you know Chiefs Steelers, the worst quarterback that'll be left in the AFC is Ryan Tannehill. Like I don't even think there's an argument. Like no, I'm not going to argue. Tannehill's that. the worst quarterback. Is he? Would he be the worst left in the playoffs? I mean, right behind. Like I would take Carr above Tannehill. Like I take Derek Carr above Tannehill. If you're trying to have a quarterback go out there and be the reason you win the game, I would take Carr. I would the take Carr is, over Tannehill. Carr can lose you a game too. And yeah. Generally, Tannehill just doesn't. Tannehill. Do that. I mean, Tannehill though has been throwing a lot of interceptions this year. He's been turning the football over a lot this year. Yeah, I think that typically, like, if we're talking about the teams that are left, it is kind of weird that we all agree that Tennessee, who's the one seed and has home field advantage and has a bye, is no more dangerous than the fourth out of five teams <laughs> remaining. Like, Just a little bit more dangerous than the Steelers. <laughs> barely. Who are the worst seed and in the And we've spent an hour and 12 minutes talking smack on that they don't even belong here. And the only reason they're here is because of the expansion of the playoffs. And then watch them, like, beat the Bengals and host the Chiefs in the championship game. I think it just like, says, watch them do that. Watch. Does anybody disagree though? Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Does anybody have that in a different order? I think that's consensus, right? I, I, I think every listening would go, well, yeah, Kansas City's the most dangerous. Pittsburgh's the least. Tennessee's kind of shaky no matter where they're at. Some people might say that Cincy's better than Buffalo. Let me ask you this. Of the teams that we're talking about, right? Buffalo beat Kansas City handily. Cincinnati beat Kansas City. Not handily. It was a close game. Tennessee housed them. Chiefs didn't even get in the end zone. I know that two of those three games were a long time ago, and the Chiefs are a completely different team. But does that worry you guys at all that you look at three of the, what, four losses, the five losses the Chiefs had, and potentially they could have to go through that road again? No, because, like, I trust Mahomes. I trust this roster. I trust Andy Reid. And uh, because of the precedent the Chiefs have set, I really believe that the Chiefs, no matter who you put them up against, have a great chance, if not our favored to beat whoever they face. The only team I think that they wouldn't be favored to beat right now in the playoffs is maybe Green Bay. Like, maybe Green Bay. Like, they may not be favored, uh, depending on how Green Bay looks in the uh, in the NFC playoffs if they get to the Super Bowl. That's the only team. But as far as the AFC goes, like, we've seen them beat these teams before. You know, save for the Bengals because they, they really haven't played the Bengals very much. But, like, we've seen them beat the Bills in the AFC Championship game last year. They beat the Titans in the Championship game the year before. I We've seen them. They beat, I mean, they beat the Bills twice last year. So we've seen them do it before, and we know that this was a down year for them. If they were, like, playing up to their standards and they were just an inconsistent football team, then sure, you know, I, I, I would be a little concerned. But this team's been inconsistent, and because of that, they're playing below what they normally do. The path looks weird on paper. So we're talking smack on Pittsburgh like they don't even belong here. The Chiefs are a two-touchdown <laughs> I mean, favorite. we're already talking about matchups for we're the Chiefs. Just you two. I'm not laying claim to that. <laughs> we're, the two of us are moving on, right? It's a democracy two out of three. 
And then you look at the path and you're like, oh, my God, Buffalo is real. And they could come into Arrowhead. And we're talking about a week away. Like, that is a real game. And then the path almost kind of the sunshine comes back out if you win that game. In theory, you're either back at Arrowhead hosting the AFC Championship game for a fourth year in a row against the Cincinnati Bengals team that hasn't been there since the Nixon administration, or you go on the road against the Titans team that we all agree is one of the worst one seeds to ever be a one seed in the history of the postseason. So it feels like you get past this one tonight against Pittsburgh. Don't overlook them. That is an NFL team with NFL players and a coach that's got a couple of rings. Like, don't overlook them. But once you get past that, man, that Buffalo game on the horizon, that is a, that's that's probably your like real AFC championship game. I think, I think everyone would consider that your real AFC. And if green Bay was to get upset on the path, I could argue that Buffalo is the most dangerous team period going forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, if green Bay loses, like the chiefs are favored against whoever they play against in the super bowl. If they get there, what I'm trying to say is if we're right in the chiefs house them tonight, yeah. enjoy it because no, and I'm not saying they're going to lose against Buffalo. They might go out there and beat them down. I've yeah. seen that happen too. Yes. Buffalo's a real team. We yeah. all agree with that. Buffalo's yeah. a real threat. Even if they have to come to arrowhead, I mean, they just beat a, a good, say what you will, a pretty good new England team by 30 points. Yeah, in the convinc- they're, in they're convincing fashion. They're pretty good. Yeah. Like, pretty good. They're pretty good. They're not, they're not a contender, but they were pretty good. I, I agree with you on that. Oh, uh, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes. Historically, he's been, the best regular season quarterback for as many years as he's played statistically. And when the playoffs come around, he's even better. What does that mean for him tonight and throughout the rest of the postseason? We'll talk Patrick Mahomes on the other side right here. 610 Sports Radio. We're back. Frozen computer. Happens to the worst of us, which would be Julio Sanchez on the buttons. That's I'm right. the sports machine, Sean Levine, that beanie wearing gentleman across from me. Well, we're all wearing cheese beanies. Who isn't today? That's Chris Unocero. Dusty and Nick are not in the over in there in the, in the bullpen. They're not wearing. Are they? Do they have any Chiefs gear on them? Uh, maybe Dusty has one under his cardigan. Come on, I don't know. There's cardigan. Yeah, I need to give me a good cardigan. No, what's wrong no, with cardigans? I, I'm, I'm not anti cardigan. I, I think I have one, but it's like it's, it's not. It doesn't really fit me very well. I need what exactly to, I need is a cardigan? Maybe it's not what it's I thought like it was. It's like a it's like a cross between like a sweater and like a, a jack. Like Julio's the king of cardigans over I here. I love my cardigans. It's he like a sweater his, with like a almost like a neck collar yeah kind of like, like that it's it's very nice actually uh i need to a, a I neck need collar is it not is like that a not bigger a collar does it have like, a hood does a cardigan have no, a hood? no it does it not does have not. a hood it's without hood it's yeah without it's hood. no it's hoodless oh wow it's they're actually very nice they're very comfortable you can dress them up you can dress them down I yeah mean, they're, they're wonderful yeah, yeah. julio's the king of them and, and now he's got dusty on the cardigan game he was wearing his he's wearing a very nice cardigan at the matching the other night at the uh at the release of il padrone y'all were matching cardigans they weren't matching we they didn't were not they were not saying like we planned they were not matching but they looked like they were part of the same series wow like it was just a different colorway of of the cardigan. Hey, I got mine old navy too, bro. No, nothing wrong with a good cardigan. Oh, I you know I I need to look at some old navy cardigans. You should. I should probably I look at that. You should get them off of like Amazon, but Amazon's usually aren't that great. Um, can we get back to the football field? <laughs> <laughs> I got a department This store. is your is two minutes of cardigan talk here right on Six Ten Sports Radio. Um, so Patrick Mahomes, you guys have heard of him, right? Don't know if he wears a cardigan or not. I do know that I once asked him to give me Mahomes his best dog does voice. Look like he, he probably that. would have a cardigan in his arsenal. Oh, I'm sure. 
Why like, would you not? Like Britney probably talked to me. Hey, get, get you a card again. Now that I know what it is, something tells me that he's got a couple of them. Yeah. When it comes to Patrick Mahomes and it comes to the rest of the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs, let's just start with the AFC. Is there as big of a gap as there has been in the past? Because I would say that so far throughout his career, you couldn't get off to a better start. And you could argue that when Tom Brady was still in the AFC, that there wasn't a huge gap between those two or Josh Allen a couple of years ago. But if you look at the quarterbacks that are left, it feels like you still got the dudes, right? You still got Josh Allen. You still got um, Joe Burrow. How big is the gap between Patrick Mahomes, what we've seen this year, and what we've seen from those other guys specifically this year? I still I still take – I still think that – and I'll say this until someone proves me wrong. I still think that Patrick Mahomes is on a level of his own. Like, like the only other quarterbacks I would look at and say, like, entertain there at the same level as, like, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. But even then, I still feel like there's something that Mahomes has that puts him slightly above those guys. Uh in the AFC, I, I don't I haven't seen it from Allen yet, or even like people were trying to say Joe Burrow. No. Burrow at Burrow just won his first playoff game, just played in his first playoff game. Like if he can go out there and do it in like the championship game against the Chiefs, then we're like, okay, now Burrow's at the level of 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 Would of you Patrick take Burrow Mahomes. or Allen going forward? Both young quarterbacks. Allen. I would take I take Allen. Who are you taking, Julio? I mean I mean I'll say this, Julio I'm uh, I mean, uh, um, Burrow has better weapons. I think like he's just got more receivers at his disposal. Doesn't he's got mean. he's got he's got Mixon. Like he's got a ton of guys he could throw to. So he might have more success than Allen over the next few years. But like as a quarterback, I still think Allen's better than Burrow. See, and I think I would take Joe Burrow only because he is more of the stereotypical quarterback. Joe Burrow's numbers are eerily similar this year to a guy named Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick Mahomes had 37 touchdowns. Joe Burrow had 34. Patrick Mahomes threw for 13 interceptions. Joe Burrow had 14. Patrick Mahomes averaged 285 yards per game. Joe Burrow averaged 288. And it came down to literally the last week of the season where both of those quarterbacks had a chance for their team to be the one seed. And ultimately, it came down to a head-to-head matchup when Joe Burrow ended up winning that game to even keep Cincy alive for that. So I agree with you. It just kind of feels like Joe Burrow's the right answer over Josh Allen right now. Now, I mean, Joe Burrow just looks like he's that dude. I would also agree with what you were saying, Chris, that there's still a somewhat sizable gap between Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. That being said, man, Joe Burrow's on fire. I mean, he is playing. He Patrick Mahomes playing good football. Joe Burrow's playing the position of quarterback right now better than anybody in the NFL, including Patrick Mahomes. He just is. I don't agree with that. Cause like, I just feel like there's a, like his team as a whole, like his offense as a whole, his receivers and everyone. I just think that they're, they're, they're really clicking right now. I don't necessarily think that Burrow himself is playing better than Mahomes. Like Mahomes right now is navigating a, a team that offensively has kind of been through a slump. And Mahomes is like, I mean, basically, like keeping this team, like he's really holding this team up with his play. I, I, I it, normally when we see teams go through slumps and whatnot offensively, like quarterbacks go through slumps, like they still don't have make the kind of plays that Mahomes is still making to this day. Like I still believe that there is a level that Mahomes has that no quarterback in the league does. And so, like, I, I still believe there's a very sizable gap. The one thing I will say is, like, like you know, people bring up numbers. For me, it's, like, it's not so much the numbers with Mahomes that's, like, the difference. Because, like, if we're going to compare numbers, like, 
I mean, Dak Prescott a couple years ago was putting up better numbers than, than and, and same thing with Jameis Winston putting up better numbers than Mahomes was. But like to, for me, it's just like, what do you do in the most important games, the biggest games of the year? What do you do? And I still, and that's the reason why I still think that Mahomes is a level above everyone else. Like, it, you know, like I said, the only person I think only two guys you could put at that level are, are Brady and, and, uh, and Rogers because they also kind of do the same thing. But like Mahomes is one of those guys that in the biggest moments he shows up. He he goes out there and he makes plays. Like we trust that they got ninety seconds and the, the game's one score that they're gonna go out and do it. Like, uh, do we have any doubts in overtime when they got the ball against the against the Chargers? Like none, no doubts that they were gonna go and win that game. I don't think there's any other quarterback besides Aaron Rodgers in these playoffs that what you're talking about has been proven. Now maybe at some point it will, but so I was kind of making a list here, Chris, of these like young under twenty seven, twenty eight quarterbacks not named. Patrick Mahomes that are in the postseason. Your Joe Burrows, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Out of all those names, correct me if I'm wrong, Patrick Mahomes is the only one that's ever done anything. I mean, Josh Allen, I suppose, took his team to an AFC championship game, so you got to win a couple of playoff games to do that. He's the second most accomplished. He's that that's like in that age group. And then it's a huge gap. Like it's great to be a young quarterback. It's better to have a young quarterback that's accomplished, not to just say what he could be, but what he's actually done. In the case of Joe Burrow, now he's got a playoff win under his belt, so he's one for one. That's pretty impressive. He looked good. Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott on the NFC side, I don't know about y'all. I have next to no confidence in those guys. Like They could be the reason those teams win. They could certainly be the reason their teams lose. I could see, like, I, I, I agree with you on that, but I, I will say this. Like, We've seen Dak go out there and, like, lay it on the line in the playoffs. Like, when they played the package a few years, like his rookie year, I mean, he he had a game. They lost, but he had a game. Like he 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 looked like a gamer, and so like we we'll see it this year. We'll see if Dak can tap into that this year and, and get the 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 Cowboys further in the playoffs. We'll see it today. Forty Nine ers at Cowboys. At Absolutely. And so like I, I I feel like he could be that. But like this is one of the things I think the reason why like Mahomes's greatness is something that is not paralleled in the league because he's doing it at his age and. A lot of guys don't do that for the entirety of their careers, what he's done already. Which is why it was silly when we were comparing him, remember just a couple of years ago, to Deshaun Watson and yeah. to Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying those guys save the whole Deshaun Watson thing, but Lamar Jackson, whoever the young quarterback you want to talk about, there's a difference in being a young quarterback that at some point is going to be that dude. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Was that dude. And he's better than he is even in the regular season, which is crazy to say. Like I'm not talking about the eye test. Look at the numbers in the playoffs. He is even better than the Superman that he is in the regular season, which is why every team that's opposite of the Chiefs is just shaking in their boots, knowing that they have to play this guy once the playoffs come around. And then you got the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight and their quarterback on the other side, who earlier this week, all he had to say is we don't have any sort of a chance. and We're going to go out there and just play with house money. What else was dude supposed to say? Like, there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. He didn't go out there and say, he didn't sound overconfident. This wasn't a Jim Fossil guarantee. He didn't come out there and just say, oh, woe is us, I'm done. He spoke the truth, which is, we got our we got beat down on the sword game. We got beat down a couple of weeks ago against this very same team. And now that we're in the playoffs, we probably shouldn't even be here if they didn't expand the playoffs in a crazy week 17. Here we are as a two touchdown underdog. Everything he said is exactly true. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there was a bit of sarcasm to the, we don't have a chance, but like, I, 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 I mean, just from, attach him to a lie detector. I bet if he said the same thing, he wouldn't start going crazy. <laughs> think, uh, yeah. He probably, he probably doesn't believe, yeah, he don't believe that, it, he, but he's like, Hey, I'm going to go fight. Like we do. I just like, I, I think the, the whole thing, when we start comparing quarterbacks, like Patrick Mahomes is like, we're comparing them from a statistical standpoint. 
But for Mahomes, it's not just statistical. It's also from an accomplishment standpoint. Well, if you win tonight, the path potentially, if you look at the quarterbacks, could be yeah. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Exactly. That's and so a hell like, of a run. And so, like, that's going to be their time to prove that they're up. They should. They belong up there with Mahomes. Like Josh Allen failed last year in the AFC Championship game. He's going to have a chance to redeem himself. They, I know they beat him, you know, back in October, but like that doesn't mean anything now. It, it, this is going to be really huge if they do end up facing the Chiefs in the divisional round. Which will be next week, by the way. By, by, if the Chiefs <laughs> next win, week, not next the championship game. But he's they're, they're going to, and that's going to be the time where Josh Allen could prove it. And if he does not, if they lose, the Bills lose to the Chiefs next week, should, they, should that game happen. Uh, at that point, you can't compare the two anymore. Until Allen finally another one bites the yeah, dust. Exactly. And is and is gonna be the same thing with Burrow. Is should the Chiefs play Burrow in the Bengals in the championship game? Eh, give him a couple of cracks. Josh no, Allen will be over too. No, yeah, give like, him a couple of cracks. No, Joe Burrow like, just you got here five minutes ago. It doesn't matter, man. Like you gotta like I understand young, but you like you know how you know how it works in, in sports. Like you can't when you are going against the greatest, you can't you're not gonna get any excuses if you go out there and lose. And at that point, we gotta we we gotta hold on the comparisons with uh with him and burrow until burrow gets it done against him so like at this point now it's about accomplishments not about numbers and that's the reason why i don't care whenever like pelicero or rapaport or or palmer like tweet out these stats all oh, this quarterback compared to patrick mahomes it's like i don't care like unless they can match his accomplishments at this point of their careers it doesn't mean anything to me like joe burrow unless uh, unless he's able to get the Bengals to the championship game and they're able to go out there and give the chiefs a run for their money, like a real, a real run for their money at Arrowhead. I don't want to hear anything about burrow and, and, and the burrow being at Patrick Mahomes' level. I ain't saying he's his level. I'm saying he's the next best thing. I don't even know. He's like, the I next don't even best know. Thing. There's gotta be a second best. There's got to be. I mean, That's I'm, how these lists work. Trust I'm, me, I'm the I'm king still, of lists. I invented them. I'm, I'm still taking Allen. Back in the early 80s. That's Chris Unocero, <laughs> Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine. On the other side, we spend a lot of time on the offense. What about this defense, and what's the magic number for the Chiefs? If they get to blank tonight, there's no way Pittsburgh wins this game. We talk about that coming up next right here on 610 Sports Radio. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. Is this like the free version of Boom Boom Pow? <laughs> That's exactly. This is this is uh this is Odyssey's like generic version of Boom Boom Pow. You gotta wake people up, you know. <laughs> but they, they, ready. If you're not awake by ten thirty seven, bro, gotta get them hyped. For this I, game. I will say this: uh, when I was out on the town last night, I did have a lot of drinks. But I'm I no hangover this morning. That's impressive. <laughs> you were here early. Not a single hangover. I was here. I was here seven fifteen. If I was out on the town like you were talking about, I went here and there and be. I wouldn't be up by now. I'm a. Yeah, I don't. I don't sleep very much. I'm a good melatonin. five or six hours. You ever tried melatonin? Yeah, I have. But like, I don't like weird I don't, dreams. Bro. I don't. I don't like sleeping very much. Like, I don't like sleep. Like, no? I. I don't need a whole bunch, but I don't like it. I feel like I'm wasting time. Like, if I didn't ever have to sleep, I don't think I would. Like if I if like if it wouldn't kill me if I didn't sleep I don't think I'd ever sleep I couldn't be more opposite if I didn't have a girlfriend that I know would actually kill me if I slept the entire day away I would literally not wake up except to go to the bathroom maybe to eat and probably let my dogs out a couple of times just to be a good dog no, owner I, I I do not like sleeping all right you know who's been sleeping on this Chiefs defense didn't you see that little transition there. 
was terrible. Yeah, thumbs that was down. pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I get my girlfriend whenever she makes jokes I don't think are funny. I give her a thumb down. She doesn't like it. Why are you give me a double thumbs down? What the hell? <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> it was that bad? All right. Screw you guys. Anyway, I want to... Oh, God. I, wanted to... I do want to talk about that side of the ball because it feels like for the first time in the Mahomes era, the defense can be the reason why the Chiefs win a playoff game. I'm not talking about specifically today, but it feels like... It might be today. Nah, it might be today, man. If there's any game that the defense is going to help the Chiefs win. I don't think Pittsburgh's defense is that good, though. Like, I could see the Chiefs putting up a big number. I could see the Chiefs. The Chiefs offense, we know, is so capable. I mean, the the Steelers have a great pass rush. Best pass rush in football. No question about it. You know he's pretty good at avoiding that and throwing it deep or throwing it across this dude called Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. So I I think that the Chiefs offense is going to be fine. Defensively, tonight I'm not all that worried because we looked up and down the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't score. They've got all these weapons, but Pittsburgh's had a grand total of zero games this year where they won and scored 30 points. I think there's one game where they scored 30 managed to lose. The Chiefs are going to put up, I think, if they want to, on this defense against this pass rush, 30 points tonight. The weather, whatever. The Chiefs can put up 30 when how good the offense is. Defensively, I think the difference between this year and in the past, I would say since Spags has got here now. So what are we talking about? Three years, four years? What years is for Spags? Three years. Three, three full years. Yeah. And so Mahomes has been starting quarterback. So the first year, the defense was so bad that ultimately, I would argue, they would have won the Super Bowl and been on this crazy streak. We'd be talking about trying to go to four in a row. Had the defense not been so... Had they been mediocre. Just okay. Just, just okay. I, just yeah. fine. But that defense was so bad that they went an entire year where Patrick Mahomes had to be the reason. Had to score five touchdowns and 300 yards or they weren't going to win. The next year, Spag has got here. The defense, let's give credit where it's due, was better, but... Nobody was confusing them with the Baltimore Ravens back in the day with Ray Lewis. You know, they they were okay. Last year, I'd say by the numbers, they were also improved. But once the playoffs came around, it was like, uh uh-oh, are they going to be the reason why why, why they lose? And ultimately, we saw a couple of games in the postseason, especially the Super Bowl, where the Chiefs gave a big number. They also didn't score, which didn't help. I think this defense potentially can be the reason that ultimately they win the Super Bowl, Chris, as much as the offense. I never would have thought I'd find myself saying that. But I've seen this defense put up a month and a half, two months in the middle of the year where they were dominant, where statistically they were the best in the league. I don't think they're going to need it tonight, but are they going to need it if they face Josh Allen and then Joe Burrow and then Aaron Rodgers? Hell yes, they will. And I feel very confident about this defense. I I, I certainly think tonight the defense could be because I, I – the, They I, should be. They should cause be. Because here's my thing. Like, I think the, st- the one thing that could really help – keep this game close is the pass rush for the Steelers. You know, TJ Watt, 22 and a half sacks tied for the, the league best in, in, in the league's history. Um, uh, Hayward, 10 sacks this year. Just, you know, he's probably going to be in a hall of fame at some point. Just look at his numbers. Just impressive. Just quietly. One of the greatest careers we have ever seen for a pass rusher. I mean, just like they've got a very, very strong pass rush. Uh, and, you know, it's crazy because they lost Bud Dupree in the offseason and Dupree was one of their best pass rushers last year behind DJ. So it's like they 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 are just really seem to do a very good job of, of you know, putting pass rush out there. Led the league in sacks this year. And we know that teams that can generate a pass rush with just four cause the cause the Chiefs some problems because they can just sit seven guys back in in like a cover two or whatever and then send four guys and generate pressure. Now. 
TJ Watt does have a problem with getting hurt. You know, he'll get hurt and sit out like a quarter or a half That's or whatever. That's a Watt family tradition. Yeah, he's just constantly getting – I mean, I swear every time I watch the Steelers, it seems like TJ's on the ground and then he comes out for like a series or two and then he comes back on and he's like the hero again. Like, it just seems like that's that's – kind of what he, what happens with him, but still he's, he's on old. the field enough to have 22 and a half. Sacks. Exactly. Like, and it, it's amazing that, you know, for a guy who's, who always seems like he's hurt, he's always making plays, but it's, it's like, if you're going to beat the chiefs, the formula you got to have on defense is generate a pass rush. So I, I do feel like the chiefs defense could be really important tonight because they're going to have to make sure that they don't let the chiefs offense. If they do have some, some hiccups, not, keep them from being able to stay competitive because we know that the Steelers, they like to run the football when they can, they like to throw it short. And that kind of leads a team like that is generally going to want to eat up clock and keep their offense on the field for a long period of time. The more you talk, the more I'm starting to think that Mike Tomlin might be, um, I don't want to say the game has passed him by a la John Gruden, but <laughs> like if you've got all these dudes, now Juju Smith-Schuster has been out, but if you've got the weapons on offense and you've got Najee Harris and you've got a guy who tied the pass record and yeah, you didn't have Bud Dupree, but you've got uh, three guys with double digits. Like you've got all this talent and you had to sneak in the back door of the postseason. It's either Roethlisberger's as bad as you guys are trying to convince me he is. Or for whatever reason, Mike Tom was not the dude that he was because he's been the coach now oh, it's for right. it's a long it's time. Right. They're exactly where they they should be. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. bare, a fringe playoff team, and he's made the most of of with what he's got. Now, all that being said, it's Pitts, Pittsburgh's fault that they are in the position that they are with not having a backup plan with Ben Roethlisberger. When I would say ninety nine percent of the population would say you guys should have made some moves. Right, as far as a replacement, I would argue two that they, I would argue that outside of their quarterback Julio, they've got top ten, maybe top seven weapons, even they on do. the offensive uh, side. Oh, absolutely. Now back to the offensive line real quick because their offensive line sucks. Let's talk about the Chiefs' offensive line. Oh, the pass rush and twenty-two and a half sacks and all these different dudes. The Chiefs' offensive line has been the group, the unit that's had the most improvement as the season's gone along. Like I would argue that the reason why the Chiefs struggled the first couple of weeks, the first couple of months was because the offensive line, it was new guys, it was draft picks, it was this guy should be on the left side, the right side, and high-paid players and not living up to expectations. That was a long time ago. That's past tense. Like I would argue that the Chiefs' offensive line is either the best or top two or three in the playoffs right now and way, way better than Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Pittsburgh probably got the worst. Pittsburgh line. probably has the worst line yeah. in the in the. In but the, the playoffs Chiefs might right have now. the best. Maybe I. I mean, look, offensive line play is not sexy, and you know it, you have to do a lot of research in order to like be able to break down. Like I couldn't give you a power rankings of, of offensive lines, but I will say this: I'm not looking for it. Do they look a whole lot better than <laughs> they, they did earlier this year? So much better. Patrick Mahomes look a whole lot more comfortable. I mean, like, well, like, they're, they're I, I, will, I will say this: I will say this. Give me your damn PFF rankings on the <laughs> offensive line. The offensive well, line. He's pull the guard pulls for the Cowboys. There is there is one thing early <laughs> in the season. I don't even think it was so much the offensive line. I think it was Patrick Mahomes worried about the offensive. Yes, I think it was like I don't. I don't even think it was like improved play. It was improved trust from Mahomes because we saw like what was it in March and Patrick Mahomes like probably a month after his his uh, surgery on his turf toe was out here doing uh, drills to run away from defenders because of dancing. what happened against that against the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. It's like like 
I'm sure he was anticipating having to do that this year, especially when you've got two rookies starting on your in the middle of your line. You have essentially a rookie starting at right tackle. Um, you got two new guys on the on the left side of your line. You're worried about that. I mean, certainly you're like, oh my god, I might have to be running for my life, and he was anticipating that. He's getting more comfortable now, and I think that's one it of the reasons why the offense has gotten I'd better. Been, I'd say he's looked like the Patrick Mahomes we've all gotten used to now for a couple months. Now. A couple of months, like. Yeah. To, it's not a concern. I'd, no. be, I'd be shocked if Patrick Mahomes goes out there and somehow regresses to the guy that we saw earlier this year. Like we're saying, there's a reason for that. Yeah. There's a reason for that. It was because he needed to become comfortable with his offensive line. Now he is. And I think that he goes out there and does his thing. All right, we're going to keep talking Chiefs for the next hour and 15 minutes. And we're going to turn it over to Dusty and Nick and the guys. They're going to take you up to 3 o'clock. Of course, kickoff at 715 uh, it is a, a red and gold Sunday here on 610 Sports Radio. On the other side, I want to know what worries y'all the most. Is it a player? Is it a team? Is it a scenario? If the Chiefs aren't going to get back to their third straight Super Bowl, fourth straight AFC championship game, what is it that worries you? Tell me next right here on 610 Sports Radio. Sunday morning, 610 Sports Radio. Julio Sanchez spinning the wheels with my guy Chris Unocero. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. We're taking you up till noon, talking Chiefs. Then we're going to turn over to Dusty and Nick and the guys. They'll take you up until 3 o'clock. And then, of course, you got pregame coverage and postgame coverage and all kinds of Chiefs coverage all day and all week and hopefully all month leading us into another Super Bowl. We got you covered right here on 610 Sports Radio. We've talked a little bit of offense. we talked a little bit of defense. What is it? Who is it? What player, what team that you think could get in the way of the Kansas City Chiefs before first they get to a Super Bowl? Because I look at the AFC right now and it looks very, you never want to say easy when the playoffs come around. But if you want to compare this field to other playoff fields, if that makes sense, this feels like it could be an easier path for the Chiefs. Now, that being said, if they get by Ben Roethlisberger today, they could potentially have a road that would mean you got to beat Josh Allen, you got to beat Joe Burrow, you got to beat Aaron Rodgers. What, Chris, do you think is the biggest speed bump in the way of the Chiefs trying to get back to what we all hope is another Super Bowl in Los Angeles? I mean, the team that they would theoretically play next week should they win tonight, which would be the Bills. Um, I have said it all year long. The Bills are the biggest obstacle to the Chiefs getting back to the Super Bowl for the third for the third straight time. It is really hard to do what the Chiefs have done. And typically, parity leads to teams falling off once they're on top after a short period of time. And the Chiefs have really kind of bucked that trend. But we all know how football works, and generally there is a good opponent, good opposition, that jumps in the way of the whoever's on top and takes their spot for a period of time. And the Bills... Kind of, they look like they could be that team. And the Chiefs are are going to have, they cannot play the way they did in the first two months where they made tons of mistakes, they gave the ball away, and were handing teams uh, victories. They have to play their A game. If they've got it, they got to play that A game against the Bills if they want to win, unless the Bills go out there and they just lay an egg uh, at Arrowhead. So I really do feel like because of Josh Allen, who I consider to be, the second best quarterback in the in the in the conference behind uh, behind Patrick Mahomes, 
I, I really do think when you, you got a guy like that and they're coming off of a win like they had last night, you have to go out there and bring your A game because that's the most dangerous team you're going to face. You know Pittsburgh beat them, right? I'm just I'm not saying I'm just saying. Yeah, they did. They it did. was literally it was like it was week one. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was week I one. Like yeah, it was like, 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 like one. They scored like 13 points, I think, against 20, the Steelers. 23-16. 16, okay. Pittsburgh did beat Buffalo. So we're talking about how Pittsburgh sucks and they're a pushover. Now Buffalo's all so good and so scary. I'm just pointing out, Julio, that that game did happen on the field September 12th, and Pittsburgh did beat Buffalo. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, they did. That was a while ago. They did. I mean, again, that's that's football. I mean, the you know Washington, they beat they beat the Bucks. I don't think anybody. Okay. Right. I don't think anybody's going to look at Washington as a world beater here, just because they they beat the Buccaneers. Is there anybody, anything, Julio, that you think can get in the way of this team getting back to a four straight AFC Championship game, third straight Super Bowl? I would I would have to say it's actually injury. That I would think. I think for me, that is my biggest concern. Is we've made a couple deep playoff runs the last few years, right? It's been a couple long seasons. So for me, I think the biggest hurdle is is getting into these games later on in the playoffs healthy, right? I think that that was the biggest deciding factor, I think, last year in the Super Bowl, right? Are there no, is there nothing outside of the locker room that you think can beat the Chiefs? Would you take the Chiefs versus the field? Them, uh... To get oh, to the to, Super Bowl. To get to the Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll take I take the Chiefs. So what's that? Three wins? It's two, three three wins. Potentially all at home. Yeah, I take the Chiefs. Two definitely at home. Potentially at home. All at home, yeah. Yeah, and I think that the, the Chiefs only lose be they lose because of themselves. I mean we we've established right earlier in the hour the Chiefs are the favorite in the AFC. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what Vegas tells Down us. Down the road. Yeah. So the only thing that can beat them is themselves or injury. That, at least that's for me. Well, other things happen. It is football, but I understand what but you're saying. But the referees could do it too. <laughs> we 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 saw the referees in full force against the Bengals. I, I think mean, you guys are just really solidify my point that if you think it's in the locker room, they can beat themselves. We're talking about things like referees and weather and all these outside crazy things that the field that the Chiefs potentially face. And this is not a knock on Josh Allen, but Buffalo. I will say this about Buffalo. Buffalo Kansas City feels like it should be an AFC Championship matchup. Okay. So if they have to if they have to take care of them next week. That's a very difficult second opponent. Feels like it would be catching a break against Pittsburgh, getting kind of screwed at to face a Buffalo team that had the most points scored, gave up the fewest points. Like that, it, you could argue that that's the best team. The record doesn't say that. You could argue that's the best team this year in the entire AFC. And then potentially have to go on the road to Tennessee, or you welcome Joe Burrow to the crib. Like, it's all on paper right now, and of course it starts tonight at Arrowhead kickoff at 7:15. There's a couple of kickoffs before that though. San Francisco Dallas is at 3:30. That's your afternoon game, and Philly at Tampa coming up at noon. Two hours in the book. One more coming up. We're talking Chiefs the entire way. It's a playoff Sunday, Kansas City, right here on 6:10 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.